following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There have been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Well, we're on our way to the next 100. Yeah. 101. That is our episode think, number. Think we'll make it? Or I don't is, know. Or is the COVID monster going to grab us? I don't think so. I mean, I was. I think we have the technology now to kind of beat anything. Ooh, I hope so. Right? I hope so. Um, I, got yeah. things to, I got things to do. I got places I want to go. Okay. I do. All right. What do you want to do? Go to a goddamn brewer game. I want to see the Bucks play. Are we doing okay? I haven't looked through the notes. Are we talking about Major League Baseball pushing the season back? No, that I didn't have it on the rundown. No, good God! Can we please just not deal with bullshit? We're already talking about bullshit in 2021, yeah. and we're not even through this crap yet. I, I just slow it down. Please. Well, I mean, spring training six weeks away in a normal season. I mean, I know. it's like. Decisions have to be made, but yeah, baseball they they struggle. That's just they struggle. I mean, nothing comes out of there that's really any good news. We do have good news uh, on the program today. And Christmas we'll came early. Talk about Giannis. Um, you have maintained your opinion for a long time, and that came to fruition. We'll lead off with the NFL. Obviously, we'll touch on some college football and college hoops and then uh kind of a sad local story that we don't we won't want to leave on a downer but um that's kind of at this point what what we have uh laid out in the program so um again thank you for listening downloading and we appreciate you being here on the intentional foul let's get it started um i didn't watch either of the noon games that were on bears or vikings but I looked at the at at my phone at one point, and I I had to double check that Bears score. What happened? They played the Texans. <laughs> I that's mean, it. That, that's what happened. Okay, they played so, the worst defense in football, just man. by virtue of opponent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of are the Bears back? Is Trubisky better than we thought? He's better than Foles. I mean, I think in hindsight, looking back now, Nagy made a mistake pulling Trubisky when he did. I thought it was too early at the time, but at the same time, I was kind of just ready to be rid of the Mitch experience, so I wasn't pissed about it. I think most of the Bears fans were probably in the same position, or if not earlier. But at this point today, at this point in their careers, Trubisky is a much better player than Foles. He might not be a pure pocket passer, but he's a better football player. Okay. Um, But in a word, are the Bears back? No. In two words, hell no, as Stephen A. would say. Um they beat an awful Texans team that has got just a terrible defense. Um, I mean, it's funny. If you didn't know, if you watched that game with no context right. and you said Trubisky and Watson were in the same draft class, it would be blatantly obvious that Mitch Trubisky going number two was the right pick. If you only watched that one game with right. no context. Bubble, yes. Now, obviously, we all know better than that, yes. that Watson is a much, much better player. But... Um, I mean, it, it was it was kind of nice as a Bear fan to just not really care 
about the outcome as much and just watch the game and then see some guys have good games. It was nice to see David Montgomery bust a big no run kidding. and and have a nice game, even though. Uh, he had his first touch, he ran for 80 yards, and then he only touched the ball like eight more times. Thank you, Matt Nagy. Um, it was nice to see the defense play while well. they had seven, seven sacks, sacks, you yeah. know, forced a, a, a turnover. So that those things are all good. That was fun to watch, but it doesn't change my opinion of this team in the least. Um, I mean, they're still in the hunt, right? Yeah. I mean, six and seven at this point. It's kind of the... Tells you a little bit about the NFC, well, for frankly. Sure. You, know, the, you know, after about the top four teams, not in, not including the East Division leader, it's not great. I mean, at this point, when we talk about football at this point of the season, you just want your team to get a chance just to make the playoffs and then see what can happen. Does that apply to you and the Bears, or don't you even want to see them make the playoffs? <sighs> well, I mean... Do you think <clears throat> that there's a chance that... Something could happen if they make the postseason. Yeah, they'd lose. That would happen. <laughs> I meant positively. No, no, no. They would. They would be the seven seed. They would play Green Bay or the Saints. And they get worked. Um, but at the other end of the spectrum, it's like, okay, well, they're not getting a top ten pick at this point. Not if you keep winning. I, I mean, I think if they lose out and go six and ten, I don't think they'd get a top ten pick. I would doubt it. So. You're, you're probably talking low teens. And look, mid. they're not they're not rolling over because Nagy and Pacer these last three games are for their job. I mean, if they win, if they were to somehow win out, go nine and seven and make the playoffs, I think it would be very. Despite the shit show that has gone on this year, I think it would be really hard to fire them. I do. It's so weird when you compare the college and the pro ranks and just the the inconsistencies on coaching. I mean, just the fact that you look at just the and I'm I'm not this is probably apples and oranges at some at some juncture, but like coaches get fired with records above five hundred. Gus Malzahn just got fired from Auburn. He's one of the best coaches they've had there. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't and they just wrapped up like a an eight and four season something like that, eight and you know, or six and two, or I, I don't know. Well, it was, it was why, just like what? What is happening? Well, that was why when Bielema left to go to Arkansas, it was like, well, you're only going to be there for a couple of years, dude, because coaches in the SEC, right? Unless you're unless you're Nick Saban, you're getting you're just getting hired to get fired because even like Les Miles, who won a couple of national titles, ran him out of they town. ran him out of LSU. Yep. So like, but yet you can be so bad in the NFL for some reason, Adam Gase, sometimes and just not. How many times? How many? I mean, Jason Garrett was mediocre to above average most of the time, but the expectations were so high, and he never met the expectations. They kept them on forever. I well, just don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. So it's it's it's. It's a decision that I just don't think the Bears front office will have the stones to make if the if this end of the season goes well. I just I don't and that that's that's a big part of the problem with that franchise is those those decision makers don't make good decisions. And then it just seems like if if nothing happens and you don't get a top 10 pick and you don't get really a chance to improve yourself and you're and you're cash strapped because of of salary cap purposes you're just stuck in limbo. Mm-hmm. You're not going either direction. You're not getting a lot better, and you're not getting a lot worse. You're just kind of just stuck in the middle, and maybe you can put some things together and have a good season, or you're a couple of injuries away from a four-win season or something. You know, I, I well, to me, I'd want to be going either direction. I, I think the I think the positive thing 
as a Bear fan that I can look at is regardless of whether Nagy or Pace get fired, I think they're going to have a new starting quarterback next year in week one. I don't think it's going to be Foles or Trubisky. And there's guys out there. Carson Wentz might be available. It's a huge, the financials would be very hard to get around, but it's pro sports. These guys, they'll find a way. Mm -hmm. Um, Sam Darnold might be available. I don't know if he's any good, but he's been on the Jets, man. Right. I mean, you can't get a worse situation. It's not a good measuring stick. Maybe you get him with a little bit better franchise. Not saying the Bears are the model, but they're better than the Jets. You know, maybe something turns around there. Um, who knows what could happen? There might be a team that has a top five pick um, that decides, you know, we just drafted a quarterback a year or two ago. We don't need to draft another one, and they're willing to trade down. Who knows? So that's the light at the end of the tunnel, but. You're looking forward to the playoffs. I mean, it's it's it it it's like when the Brewers got the eight seed. It's like okay, cool. Right. I'll watch your playoff game. Don't right. get me wrong. I'm going to watch it because I'm a fan. But like, you're not going to win. <laughs> I know it. You know it. We all know it. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else on no. the Bears? Just moving on. Moving on. Okay. Uh, Packers hang on to beat the Lions. Another. Um, special team bumble that kind of put it Oof. in, made it interesting with the kick return. Crosby actually had to make the tackle, and um, after kicking the bomb, yes, at the end of the game. Which I mean, kudos to Lafleur. I, I don't understand the Crosby angst with some fans. I don't either. Like, like I, dude, Mason Crosby's like he's one of the he's been one of the five best kickers in football. With the exception of that one year that he about was four or right. five years ago. Yep. He's been one of the five best kickers in football for a decade. And then they brought and he Gior- kicks in Lambo. Giorgio Tavecchio in to battle him in training camp. And they kept Crosby, but that gave Crosby a boot in the ass, and he's been great since then. He just had that one blip on the radar. Yeah. He had one game where he missed a couple of field goals, and, and now that the extra points are no longer just givens because they've moved him back, People are really anxious to run this dude out of town. Yeah, that's weird. And I don't get why. I just, I mean, like, I had an argument with a buddy on Monday, and after he missed the extra point, and I'm like, did you just see him make that 50-some-yard bomb? Is there another kicker out that you got your eye on? See, and that, and that <laughs> I mean, I mean, is like, there a guy in the dress? Is, uh, is there a Rodriguez or Rodrigo or whatever that's on the Colts? <laughs> the guy from Georgia who, uh-huh. like, didn't miss a kick for four years? Yeah, no. Is there a guy in college like that that we don't know about that you want them to get? Who's better than Crosby that's I mean, out there? Look at a lot of kickers and how many teams have struggled. The Bears have struggled at, at kickers since they got rid of Robbie Gold. Dude, look at Dan Bailey for the Minnesota Vikings. Dude, Cody Parkey, double doink himself. He missed like three kicks on Monday night for the Browns. Yeah. Like so, this, this, the like kicker, I don't know how many games they can cost you, but I don't understand. They never cost you a game. I don't really get why Crosby is being vilified by some fans. I just don't understand. I think the dumbest thing in the world is when you get mad at the kicker for missing a 50-yarder with two seconds left in the game. Like, I think that's the dumbest shit ever. If he misses, like, a 25-yarder, okay. But, like, when these dudes miss long kicks and people, oh, fucking, fucking Crosby. Fucking get, fucking get rid of Crosby. It's like, dude, you're in a one-possession game with the Lions. Like, not, what the hell, man? Not it's problems. not Crosby's no. fault that you're in this position. No. it's You're just trying to get – he's either bailing your ass out or you're mad at him. 
So Detroit was able to hang around. Crosby got that. Packers luckily didn't have to face Stafford because Kenny Clark turned him into a pretzel on their second-to-last possession. They had to go with Chase Daniel. Um, And they ran down, and luckily Green Bay able to get us. But, I mean. Wasn't that – I mean, I was watching it, and I literally thought this. This is like the quintessential Matt Stafford game. Like, he's fine. Didn't hurt you. Didn't wow you. You're losing in the fourth quarter. He gets some meaningless stats. They kind of come back. He gets hurt. They lose. I mean, like that. Like that's his Wikipedia page right there. <laughs> Big stats, kind of good sometimes. Not awful. You lose, and it kind of tells the team, "Well, we better hang on to right, this guy." Right. He's good. He's just good enough. And to want I was keep, wondering. Yeah. I'm like, you know, if you put Matt Stafford on the 49ers, is he? really, really good, or is he the same guy and maybe the Niners aren't as good? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'd like to see some of these guys that have been with their teams and not taken them very far but put up some gaudy stats at times to maybe be put on a little bit better team with a running game or a a better wide receiver and tight end group or a better offensive line. See what you can do if you – if 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 you get some people. If 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 Stafford's on the Bears next year. I'm a little bit more worried. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know that they'd be a, no. like a ton better. No, I'm but not, they'd be a little bit I'm better. Not, right? I'm not saying 13 and 3, but I'd be a little bit I would maybe more concerned like that, going That's a playoff team. For sure. Right? Yes. You know? Yeah. I don't know. He's one of those guys. He's kind of like him Phil Rivers. They're kind of in that like they're good, but how good? Yeah. Uh, Adams had another good a good game over. I mean, okay, I'm fine with maybe saying top five receiver, mm, top three, maybe not. But the people that week in week out say he's the best receiver in football, I'm just not there yet. I guess. Well, he's having a fantastic of season. He is. His numbers are off the charts, yes. and he missed two games. So, I mean, this year he's having the best year. I don't know that I would pick him over like a, a Hopkins or a Tyreek Hill if That's we were having I mean. a draft of wide receivers. That's what I mean. And you got to always factor in the Aaron Rodgers factor. I mean, this dude is throwing you the best ball in the business. I mean, like you know, Adams' first touchdown—that's all him. You know, he makes oh, a yeah. move and, and he's gone. Yep. But uh, I mean, he's very good. I, I've always maintained that. I'm not sure he's a difference maker because they've won a lot he of games without, without him, him for sure. But uh, he certainly makes things a lot easier when he's out there. Um, Rogers was talking about his MVP status today. Somebody asked him, you know, it would be cool to win a third. And he said, yeah, not many, you know, guys have done that. So I, that that award to me is secondary to how they do in the playoffs. If, it's, if, if they don't get anywhere and he gets MVP, okay, consolation prize. Great. We got, we got the best quarterback in football by – way stats are measured it does it does kind of separate him and put him in a different class individually though it puts him in the the Manning Favre um in whoever else has won three like I don't think there's there's only a handful so Mm -hmm. it kind of puts you in a different stratosphere and then I mean if he won the Super Bowl and the MVP this year now 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 the greatest of all time which People will always go to Brady because yes. of his rings, but I, I mean, I, you will never convince me that he's a better quarterback than John Elway or Aaron no. Rodgers or Peyton Manning or Brett Favre. He might be better than Montana, but 
you know, Rodgers, that would really put him in a different stratosphere. And something I'll talk about a little later, um, it puts him in the discussion for greatest Packer ever. So I'm I'm fine having that. That's that's not a big deal to me. I mean, I, I I'm I'm not one that singles out and needs to have those conversations. You know, greatest of all time per franchise. That those those yeah. those debates don't really do it for me. I'm fine with more of like a Mount Rushmore. Sure. You know. Sure. Everybody means different things to different eras and and has different people on on different teams. So I mean. Instead of just picking out one and excluding everybody else, I, I'd rather just look at it from a group standpoint. But that's just me. Um, yeah, well, you don't you don't like to uh, you don't like conflict, so not really. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. That's why I don't have my own. You know, I'm just not a. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, I don't really have anything else on yeah. the Packers. Uh, it was it was good win. Got a couple of games left. Um, they're in the spot. They're in the fight for the number one seed. We'll go over the the results and then and then look at the playoff picture. Um, Thursday night football uh, last week, you kind of called that blowout coming from the Rams. Yeah, and New England is pretty seemingly just limping towards the edge of the finish line. I think at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that Cam Newton, as an effective uh, yeah. passer, no. it, it's, it's, gets benched. It's done. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what, the yep. Rams are good. Yeah, I, you I said think, that last week. I think they're going to win the NFC, personally. Really? I okay. do. I think they got everything. It's just a matter of when you play them, do they protect golf or not? If they protect them, you're not beating them. So. Okay. Um, Stephen Jones went on radio on Monday and said that McCarthy's coming back next year. Not really a surprise. But I, I don't know that anybody would be excited about Dallas beating down the Bengals. Just Andy Dalton. <laughs> Fried his whole team, sure. Uh, I didn't want, I didn't see any of that either. A uh, little surprised by a, a shootout between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I mean, <laughs> it just tells you how good the Chiefs are, man. I mean, they're down 10 to nothing. Mahomes throws three picks. And then you look again and they're up 30 to 10. I mean, Dolphins scored a couple touchdowns late to make it close, but uh, that Kansas City team... I said a bit at the beginning of the year. I thought they had a chance to to break a lot of records and maybe even go undefeated. I think I think they'll probably go fifteen and one, and they're going to look at that Raider game like shit. <laughs> like that was a very winnable game, right? Especially after the Jets almost beat them, right? Um, Giants follow up their win against the Seahawks by getting pounded by the Cardinals. Uh, Daniel Jones stinks. I mean, that that's a team. I don't know what they do there. I mean, maybe you can sell yourself on the fact that Barkley has been hurt and all the receivers have been inconsistent, but Arizona needed to win bad. They had been really struggling. This was a this was a, a get-right game for them. Kyler Murray played a little bit better, but uh, I don't know. It's going to be nip and tuck for them. They got they got a couple, couple tough games down the stretch. Speaking of kickers, the Vikings kicker <laughs> missed an extra point and three field goals. Yeah. And they go down to Tampa and lose to the Buccaneers. Uh, I didn't... I didn't watch any of the game, but if I'm a Vikings fan, I would have continually been beating my head against the wall. I thought it was weird uh, Arians' comments after the game about how he feels they're in, they're, they played so good and they're in this great spot. And it's like, dude, you beat the Vikings by 12 at home when their kicker couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Like, you, I don't know why you – I mean, the Vikings are all right. Yeah, They're not a bad team, but – I, I don't know why you're so excited about this. 
kind of weird. A little bit. Uh, Denver beat Carolina. Panthers are not great. Packers get them next. A um, lot of points. Yeah. I didn't see a second of this nope, game. Me neither. Um, Titans run over the Jaguars. Just eh. Derrick Henry, man. Yeah. That's all you need to know. I, I'm I'm convinced that he's going to put up two 250 against Green Bay. I think he's one of the, the four most terrifying players in football. I think him, Tyreek Hill, Pat Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers, I think those guys keep defenses awake at night. I, you can't – there's nothing you can do. And, I again, Packers run defense against that guy. I mean, if I'm – if I have him in fantasy, I'm licking my chops when they play the Packers. Is that next week? <laughs> uh, not this weekend, but the coming, yeah. Yeah, that'll be uh, the championship game if I win this week, so – yeah, boy, that'll be the week the Packers defense shows up. Just watch. Probably true. <laughs> uh, Colts lay forty four on the Raiders. Vegas I, is going downhill and fast. Yeah, I watched a little of this game. Raiders, yeah, they're. I mean, they, they look barely, really sloppy. Barely beat the Jets a week before. Mm-hmm. Now they get pounded. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I guess, had a pretty good game. He did. So I, I don't know how that situation is going to sort out, but like you said, I think it was last week. It, you know, this isn't a this isn't a league anymore where you just have one guy and give him the ball thirty times, unless yeah. it's Derrick Henry. Yeah, you know, if, I mean, if, him and Hines are a nice duo. Yeah, and they, then they what happens well when Mac returns next well, year? And look, you you got to look at Frank Reich and where he came from. He came from Philly, and right. when they won the Super Bowl, they, they were had like five running backs. Yeah, um, Seahawks absolutely annihilate the Jets. Yeesh. Forty to three. I mean, I think Russell Wilson was done like midway through the third quarter. That's what you want to do: get out a big lead and take it easy. Great. Um, Jalen Hurts got a, his first start in a win over the Saints. Can we just take? Can we hit a pause on uh, oh, on, on this sure. one? Okay. Can hold, everybody hold just? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get comfortable. Can everybody you're... just calm down with the Jalen Hurts like? Okay. Ass kissing party. I I don't get it. Like. Is everybody doing that? He he beat Taysom Hill, who sucks. Yeah, Taysom Hill sucks. Mm-hmm. That guy should not be an NFL quarterback. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I know he's Peyton's boy, and they gave him a contract, so they feel like they got to get their money's worth. But you cannot tell me that Jameis Winston is not better than him. I I refuse to believe it. Um, but I mean, Jalen Hurts. You know, he ran around a little bit. They scored a couple of kind of lucky touchdowns and. The Saints couldn't score. Um, I mean, I've kind of seen this movie before. His name's Lamar Jackson, and he sucks in the playoffs too. So, well, I, I mean, and and really, like, are you if you're Philly, is that the guy you're going to turn the the keys over to if you get rid of Wentz? Like, is that really where you? I just don't think that style. I don't. Who who's won that way? Right. You can put up a lot of stats. And my boy Kyler Murray, he's not as bad with the running as a couple of these other guys, but like who who wins that way? I remember hearing stuff about Steve Young years ago. It was like that's what kept him from winning was all the running. Is when he stopped running that they won. You know, so kept getting concussions. I mean, if you're Philly, that's a risky proposition. I just think everybody needs to slow down. I know he's I know he's a name guy. I know he went to Alabama and Oklahoma and he, you know, this and that. It's one. It's one game. Tebow one game. I Remember that. I wasn't looking at it from just the quarterback perspective. Him over Wentz. I was just thinking that okay, he gets the start. The Saints, yeah, they've got Hill, but New Orleans was the top team in the NFC, and compared to where the Eagles were, 
that's just an overall big win for the team, and he's the oh, guy that led him there. I'm not discounting that. But that's where I stop with it. Well, it's not where everybody else stops, Of course not, because you know? they need to diagnose it well, six ways from Sunday. And I think if you're Philly, you know, you have to take it into context. Like, yeah, we beat the Saints, but oh, we beat Taysom Hill's Saints. Brain of salt completely. You know? Totally. I mean, Kamara's, Kamara's numbers are way down with Hill out there. Thomas's numbers are down. So it's it's... It's kind of like the Packers beating the Saints without Michael Thomas. Like, good win. Yeah. But Michael Thomas, who's in that conversation for best receiver Probably in football. changes the game, yes. He does something. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Chargers beat the Falcons. Was this no. – people were thinking that this was going to wind up a tie. It, well, it – it was I, not I a good even, game. I, I watched. Know what, did you? I watched. Well, because I had the red zone on in the afternoon, so I was seeing all these late games. And I mean, Herbert made a couple of throws where you're like, "Wow!" But then he does some dumb shit that rookies do, <laughs> and like the Chargers and the Falcons, just just go home. Like it's done. Just fire Anthony Lynn if you're the Chargers. Start your coaching search if you're the Falcons. These teams are they're toast. Washington goes to San Francisco and beats the Niners. I don't. I don't know. It was weird what happened with Alex Smith in that game. I was because I was watching it again on Red Zone, and they pulled him out. I think early in the third quarter, calf injury. Well, well, but they didn't announce anything. It was just showing them working on that that bad leg of his. Right, and he looked. He didn't look like he was in pain. He looked really frustrated. So that was I, – I was – everybody, even the announcers were kind of like, what's what's going on here? They didn't know if he was coming back in. You know, then Haskins leads him to the win. Now, you know, I think he might play this week, but we don't know says yet. He says he wants to. But, I mean, if – you know, I'm looking on Twitter during the Packer game and, and seeing a lot of the – you know, beat writers and stuff like that for uh, for other teams and some of the Nash. And immediately you see Alex Smith out leg injury. You go, oh, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. You don't know the context, but then after the game, it's he had a calf injury. And you're like, okay, you know, sore calf, cramp, whatever. Sure. Um, so not a big deal, but. I'll tell you what, the Giants and the Redskins offensively are atrocious, but they both have pretty good defenses. So right. that's something. Uh, Pittsburgh loses second game in a row as uh, the Bills come into play. Do you do you have teams that other than like the Packers in football or the Brewers in baseball or even the Bucks in basketball? Do you have teams that you kind of root for? Not like hardcore, but you're kind of like, yeah, I like that team. I, I kind of hope they do well because Buffalo and Arizona. Are like that for me in football right now. Is it because always, of a particular player or just the franchise overall? And does that shift from couple of years to couple of years? I've always kind of liked Buffalo. Okay, you know they were kind of like the AFC team I liked growing up. They were good. They had you know they had cool players: Kelly Reed, right. Bruce Smith, Thurman Thomas. But I don't know. I, I kind of like that it's a small market. I kind of like that they've got kind of a crazy fan base, and it means a ton to them. <laughs> I kind of like that there's this narrative of who wants to play in Buffalo, where sure. in reality it's like, I think it'd probably be pretty fucking cool to play in Buffalo, with the exception of the shitty weather. Right. I think it would be, like, if you're the best guy in the Buffalo Bills, you're like a king. For sure. It's like Rodgers and Favre with the Packers. Yep. 
Um, do you have any teams like that that you kind of feel that way? I'm trying about? to think about baseball team, and it's usually after a team's been bad for a while, I'll kind of adopt them. Like I hope they finally break out of a funk. Like I've been rooting for the Browns for years. You know, just and it's all passive. It's just right. like I'm not know, saying you're buying Browns gear. No, I'm just absolutely. saying like well, if they're playing the Raiders or something, you're, you're kind of like, oh yeah, Browns are on. I hope the Browns win this. Yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 that's probably been the Browns. Um, baseball, not so much because I spend most of my time rooting for the Brewers and hoping the Cardinals and Cubs fall on their faces. Well, Brewers is harder for our age group because we've seen them in both leagues. True. So it's like I'm never gonna be like, hey, I kind of like the White Sox. No, yeah, fuck no, the White Sox. Hell no. Hell no. I do not like yes. the White or the Twins. Yeah. Hell no. You know, so that's a <laughs> no, little different. Football. It's usually every couple of years I'll I'll switch, but lately it's been it's been the Browns. I I was a big fan of Mike Allstott coming out of oh, yeah. uh, of college. Those when, Tampa teams were fun. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and 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 when he went to the Buccaneers, and I think he was there when they changed jerseys and mm-hmm. they got the pirate ship and all that stuff, and then at the stadium, I was like, okay, you I know. Was, I was a big Warwick Dunn guy. Yeah, yeah, I was I was kind of in on the Buccaneers secondary to the Packers, and I think that was when they were still in the same division. Mm-hmm. So, you know, outside of Green Bay playing them, I, I, I wish that. But, no, Browns lately have, and now I'm kind of, it's kind of exciting to see them maybe on the precipice of something big. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So so Buffalo's that team for you. Buffalo and the, and the Cardinals right now in football, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Cleveland, I, I heard, I wish I would have watched. I don't know what no, I, I was doing. I, I was watching basketball. I didn't watch it. But I heard, and a lot of people said this was the best game of the year. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. <sighs> I was watching the Bucks and Marquette. Yeah. So I didn't. And you had, you know. I actually had forgotten they were on because I didn't have anybody playing in fantasy, and I got a text from a buddy, and he's like, Are you this game is insane. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a preseason Bucks game. What do you mean? He's like, no, the Browns Ravens, and I was like, oh shit, I forgot that's on, and I flicked it on with three seconds left, and saw Tucker kick the field goal. That was all I saw. And then the laterals that lead to the. Safety. I didn't see that. Oh, I turned it off because I thought the game was over. Well, Ravens beat the Browns, and this this I think we looked on the schedule, and this is probably their is it their toughest remaining game, or they still play the Steelers? I can't remember. I don't remember. Um, but nevertheless, Baltimore is the one with the cake schedule. Okay, because they've already played the Browns and the Steelers twice. All so. right. Well, I, I, I'm I'm disappointed that I missed it because I don't watch a lot from start to finish. National, you know, Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night games. I'll have it on in the background and I'll be watching. This was one I'm kind of disappointed I didn't watch. Yeah, me too. Just at least everything at surrounding least it. put it in the circle of flicking around to stuff. Exactly. You know. Yes. Um, playoff picture. Yeah, starting the AFC. Uh. Kansas City takes over the one seed yes. with the Pittsburgh loss. KC twelve and one, Pittsburgh eleven and two, Buffalo ten and three, Tennessee nine and four. Those are your division leaders. Browns with the top wild card spot at nine and four. Indy nine and four. Miami eight and five holds a tiebreaker over Baltimore at eight and five right now. Who's on the outside looking in? And the Raiders still hanging around at seven and six, but. I think they're fading fast. I think this right now you're looking at eight teams for seven spots in the AFC. Well, they're playing tomorrow night, so. Okay. Um, NFC. Packers take over the number one seed in the NFC, so a couple of swaps at the top. Just by virtue of the tiebreaker, and the Saints still have to play the Chiefs. Yep. Saints are ten and three. Rams nine and four. Washington six and seven, leading the NFC East. Those are your division leaders. Are we going to get a team out of the East that's five hundred or better? Because right now, with the with Washington at six and seven, it looks like it's possible. 
It's possible. It's possible. I, we might see an eight and eight. Okay. Uh, Seattle with the top wild card at nine and four. Tampa eight and five. Arizona seven and six. Bears and Vikings at six and seven. And then the Giants I threw in there at five and eight because they're only a game out of first. Right. So um, I think we already know the seven teams that are going to make it, um, unless something happens with Arizona where they you know lose a couple of these games down the stretch, but. Definitely the weaker conference. Well, I mean, Washington plays Seattle this week, and the Giants have the Browns. I mean, unless Cleveland implodes, you could be looking at a tie right after that. Um, yeah, I I don't know. The East, I think, is where the, the most chaos could come in the last couple of weeks. Well, um, and, and like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I think, you know, if you're, if you're looking of where you want to be situated, that five seed... Where Seattle is, oh yeah, is where you know you're going to play. You're playing at Washington or at the Giants, um, which would be a long trek for the Seahawks across the country. But I think that's a hell of a lot better than having to play the Rams or the Saints for sure. So, all right, Week 15 starts on Thursday night. Chargers and the Raiders. I mean, if if Vegas loses this one, then you know it's in it's in free fall mode. Four Raider starter. Uh, defensive players are already out for COVID. So, didn't they just like two weeks ago have their entire offensive line yeah. gone? Yeah, and that was when it's I Vegas, dude. Think they almost? <laughs> I mean, I it's Vegas. You're right. It's the it's the city of recirculated air. <laughs> um, coming up on Sun or uh, these are the Saturday games, correct? Um, I think so. Yeah, the, the next three: the Bills and the Broncos. I mean, Buffalo looking. Really good to get to eleven and three. Denver's actually been kind of frisky lately. Okay, their last like four games, they haven't been bad, with the exception of the game where they didn't have a quarterback. Well, right. So I mean, okay. and and the but Red Hall in Buffalo short week. Yes. So, all right. Uh, Pan- kind of kind of a short week, I guess. Panthers and the Packers. That's on Saturday night. No McCaffrey, from what I read today, he's missed all but one game, like eleven out of the last twelve. I heard. Uh, I was listening to uh, Simmons' podcast with him and Cousin Sal. And Cousin Sal asked the million-dollar question that I keep asking. Do the Packers ever play anybody any good? It is unbelievable. I mean, I know it, the schedule is the schedule, but, like... And the they, times they do play somebody they, good, somebody's missing. They play nobody this year. I mean, they've played the Saints and Tampa, right? Which like, I don't I don't understand. When they make the schedule, they should have... One of the top four hardest. Well, don't they usually based on have the those, last like, year crossover games? Yeah, like, they have to play a, uh, uh, an AFC division, but which was the South. Yes, but then they then the different NFC teams. I don't know how it's orchestrated, but I think you get the tougher teams based on the year before. Did all those teams just implode? I don't know. I mean, the Colts aren't bad. Tennessee. Is is a decent team, but like matchup wise, it's a nightmare for them to play the Packers because they have no secondary. But like, I, I mean, I, it, it partly it's the division that you're in. You got six games against garbage. You lost to the Vikings. You're going to go five and one. That's still pretty damn good, mm-hmm. you know. So, I think they're going to go thirteen and three and get the one seed. I, on like we've said, unless Derrick Henry goes ballistic, I don't see the Bears or Carolina winning against Green Bay in two of these last three games. And in normal seasons, I would probably not want them to get either the first or second seed. Um, This is different because only the one seed gets the bye. Um, 
because I don't want them to take a week off. If you're playing well, keep playing. But I think this year I'd rather them at home play either the Saints or the Rams if they get that far Mm -hmm. rather than have to go to either yeah. of those you, venues. You'd much rather play Drew Brees in 25-degree weather. Absolutely. And same with, and same and with, with golf, golf, for sure. Absolutely. And in, in, in other seasons, I would say, doesn't matter. We can do it. They're playing well. Let them keep playing. This year, I'm fine with the week off and getting either of those two teams in Lambeau, personally. Well, and, and Yeah, it'll, and with the whole, with this COVID thing, the playoffs are going to be just, they could be crazy. Yes, I I Yes. I mean, like, as weird as it might sound, like, that's, like, if you're the Packers, I would <laughs> I would almost take, like, Rodgers, Bakhtiari, uh, Smith, Devontae, Aaron Jones, and I would be, like, I'd lock them in a room for, like, two weeks. <laughs> be like, you guys, there's no chance in hell you guys are getting anything. We'll deliver what you want. We'll do whatever we, we have to do. We'll bring your wife in with you. Whatever. You're staying at the. You're staying at Oneida in the hotel. You can't leave. That's it. Because somebody's. I just have a feeling somebody's going to get screwed because of COVID in the playoffs. I don't know who it's going to be. Somebody's quarterback's going to get sick, or uh, you know, a run, or their left tackle, or something's going to happen, or four guys on your defense right. like the Raiders. They may not be the best players, no, but, but dude, four starters hey, are four starters. Here's here's your entire position group starters done. Yeah. Well. Uh, who did I see today? I can't remember who it was. They put their kicker, their punter, and their long snapper on the COVID protocol. Oh my God. I can't remember what team it was. I just saw it on PTI, but that's crazy. That I'm bad meeting room, I guess. Bad meeting room. <laughs> um, and then the other game will be the Buccaneers and the Falcons. Nah, don't really care. Um, this, any other year, would be a great matchup, I think. Uh, maybe a decade ago. 40- that's, that's a 3 o'clock game in any other year, right? Right. But 49ers and the Cowboys, 5-8 and eight against 4-9. and nine. Hard pass. Mm-hmm. Um, Lions and the uh, and the Titans. Okay. Yeah, that could get ugly, especially if Stafford don't play. Right. I, I don't know what his what his status is. Uh, Texans and the Colts. Yeah, that's a there's Colts a, win. There's just a lot of... It's eh, not a great not, week. No, so far. Patriots and the Dolphins. Okay. Well... I mean, it, it's a it's a big game for Miami for sure. You know, I mean, you'd, you'd sweep the Patriots, and you'd really probably guarantee almost a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bears and Vikings. I might actually watch. It's an this. elimination game. It's an elimination game. One of them is going to be two games under five hundred, and if it's Chicago, they'll have lost both times to the Vikings. So it's, it's an elimination game. I. I would be shocked if the Bears went up there and won. Yeah. But. Okay. Seahawks and Washington. We talked about that earlier. Um, Washington with a loss and later with a, could with be a, a wild card Giants game. win. Right. Um, Seahawks could get in there. Baltimore should have a little bit easier time God. than with uh, the Jaguars than they did with the Browns. Um, the Jets, is this going to get worse than the 40-3 to against the Seahawks? Good. Against, against the Rams it out could, there? Good, man. Traveling all the way out to L.A. just to get stomped. Um, the only thing they're going to like is the ex- escaping the snowstorm and going out to greener pastures. Philly at Arizona. Interesting. It could be entertaining. It could be entertaining with Hertz and, and Murray. But, yeah, I mean, huge game for the Cardinals. Got to win at home. Don't know what the status of Drew Brees is, but this 
any other time would be a like one of the best games of the season. Well, he's been cleared to practice. To practice. He's not playing this week. He's not. Yeah. Okay. So then that takes a little bit of luster off a 12 and 1 Chiefs against a 10 and 3 Chiefs Saints. by 17. 17. Yeah. Okay. New Orleans ain't going to score. I just right. don't see it. Okay. Uh, and then Sunday night football will be the Browns and the Giants. Cleveland chance to get to double digit wins, but yeah. like you mentioned, the Browns defense kind of pesky. Yeah. Um, and then um, Monday night will be the Steelers and the Bengals. Not not great night games. No, not a great whole week no. of games. There's there's not a lot there. Um, Sunday, all I'm I'm hoping that the Bears Vikings game will be on. Just so I'll have an excuse to watch some football after Saturday night. So. Um, that is a good 40 minutes of NFL talk. I will let you take this entire thing. Um, I'm, I'm very happy for you as a Bucks fan. Um, you're probably one of the biggest ones that I know and you pay attention to the game a lot. And I'm glad that, and I mean, I tried to throw a commentary together this morning about stuff that you've told me and that I've heard from around the league about Giannis signing the Supermax, five years, $228 million. What's not wasn't included in the story, did he actually use the pens that his teammates gave him? I don't think so. Really? I don't think okay. so. Um, that would have been just kind of like a little cherry right on top of there. But I'm glad that the Bucks have an opportunity to really stay relevant in the league and draw the attention of the, of the left and right coast media groups that don't want to come to the Midwest or pay attention to the Midwest. But now they have to because the Bucks are going to, they're, they're still going to be good and they're still going to be relevant. And you know what? Sorry, they're not going anywhere. Got to pay attention. So I'm happy for Bucks fans like you because you still get, I mean, a lot of good reasons to cheer for this team. Yeah. Christmas came early. <laughs> um, I I have to admit, I mean, I was on the he's going to, he's going to stay. Yeah. Line you, you said for it from months. day one, yes. But I have to admit, last week my my confidence waned a little bit after hearing his comments because they were strange. We talked about him a little bit, how he was just going to let his agent handle this negotiations and he wasn't focused on it, and I just thought, well, that's kind of a weird thing to say. Right, because you said the deal's the deal. What's there to negotiate about? Right. So Unless it's less? That gave me a little pause. I watched the first preseason game on Friday I didn't was it Saturday? Yeah. I didn't love what I saw. Okay. Um he got blasted in the face like 2 minutes into the game. Got got a cut above his eye had to go get stitches. And it was just kind of like is it going to be this kind of year? And he just kind of looked pissed off the whole night. Maybe it was cuz he got hit in the face. But I wasn't super thrilled with what I saw from the team. Okay. Um I watched the game Monday night. I thought they were a little better. I'll get into the, the how the team's going to look in a minute. Um, I had a buddy text me. He goes, man, can you imagine Giannis and Luka on the same team? And I said, fuck you. I don't want to imagine that because it might happen next year. I don't want to think about that. Right. So when I was home for lunch yesterday and I just happened to turn on ESPN and saw it scrolling on the bottom line that it had just happened, I was shocked. Um I thought at this point it was going to go right down to the deadline. And at that point, who knows? I always hoped, I always it was pretty confident that things would work out. Because I think if you look around the NBA, you know, 
the fit for him, the right city for him. There wasn't a lot of of choices. I don't, you know, Miami from a basketball perspective made a little sense. Giannis isn't a Miami guy. That's Miami's all glitz and glamour and beaches, and that's not who he is. He's never shown that to be a, a part of him. Dallas, I thought maybe with Luca being there, but Dallas has never attracted free agents like that, so I'm, I'm not. I wasn't super concerned about them, but um, it's it's a big deal for the Bucks. It's probably I heard people say today it's the second biggest day in the history of the franchise after winning the title in '71. Um, sure, that's 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 probably true. Um, you know, what does it mean long term? They they can they can build their team a little differently now than they could a week ago. Uh, I heard today Woj say that they're going to be very active on the trade market. Um, All the guys that they brought in this year, with the exception of Holiday, who they traded for, all the guys they signed, you can't trade them for like two months. There's a a date. There's a deadline date. I'm not sure what it is this year with with the shortened season, but they can't trade those guys right away. But by the trade deadline, they can. And they're going to have to see how this all meshes together. Um, so that's, you know, that's nice. That makes things a little more clear for Horst and for Budenholzer and, and how, how they're going to go about things. Um, the media is not happy that he signed there. Piss off. And, you know, I, I, I listen to some people that I respect. I listen to some people that I don't respect at all. <laughs> Most of them were in the Giannis made a mistake camp, which is always funny to me because it's like, first of all, who the hell are you to tell somebody where they want to live and work? Um, second of all, the media is so obsessed with titles right now, especially in the NBA, they missed the boat. And there was a clip that somebody put up of – Joy Taylor on the Cowherd show yesterday reading this in real time that he'd signed the extension, and both of their reactions were, that's nice for Milwaukee, but it's a mistake, and he's never going to win a title there, so it was dumb for him to do that. And I responded, and basically what I said was, this is where you you people in the media don't understand small market and especially Midwestern sports. Because for you guys, it's all about when if you don't win the title, everything was a failure. That's just that's just the way, especially in the East Coast. That's just the way they operate. Like Giannis is probably going to go down as the greatest buck of all time. Probably going to have a statue of him outside of the five serve when he's all done. There is a there's as good a chance of any of him winning a title in Milwaukee as there is anywhere else, and. <laughs> Frankly, Milwaukee is a better city to live in than a lot of the places that you wanted him to go. Like, have you seen San Francisco? Oakland. Oakland, where the Golden State Warriors play? People are running from there. The saltiness is real. Never was going to Miami. The bubble finals run was a fluke. He may not win a title here, but he means much more to Milwaukee and the Bucks than that anyways. But the media hates small markets, so they'll never understand that unless it's LeBron. Yeah. When LeBron, you know, does these moves or he stays somewhere or he does it's all good. But LeBron or but Giannis does it and it's a mistake. Like you ever heard of Robin Yount? A couple times. Dude is a legend. How many titles he win? 
Zero. How many World Series did they go to? One. One. Got a nice statue outside of Miller Park. Yes, he does. Every everywhere he goes in this state, he is a legend. Giannis is on track to get that. And to me, as a as a sports fan, that means more to me than them winning a title. Now, granted, do I want them to win a title? Hell yeah. I want to go to a finals game. I want to go to that parade. I want to buy some gear. I I hope that I get to see it someday. But you know, having a dude like Giannis on your team, and you as a Packer fan know this from having guys like Reggie White and Favre and, and Rodgers, it's Hell like yeah. when you've got a dude on your team that is competing for MVPs and you're a perennial title contender and he's going to go down as one of the greatest to ever do it, and you get to watch him every game, that's cooler than hell. Yes, it is. So, you know, to all the media that thinks it was a mistake, that's fine. In your world, from your point of view, maybe it is. But I think um, Giannis obviously wants to win a title, but he wants to do it on his own terms. Obviously, his family's very comfortable in Milwaukee. The loyalty thing got thrown out a lot with him, mm-hmm. and I think that's real. And, you know, the, the, the pushback on that is, well, franchises aren't loyal to their players. I don't know why a player would be loyal to the franchise. Franchises... They're loyal to their stars. Yeah, were the Bucks are the Bucks loyal to Eric Bledsoe? No, Eric Bledsoe is, is expendable. He's, he's not, replaceable. He's not the most important player on the team and the key to them winning. Are they loyal to Giannis? Yeah, they yeah. Kind of showed that. Was is my was Miami loyal to Dwayne Wade? Yeah, up until the very 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 end. Yeah. Was the Lakers loyal to Kobe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dallas and Dirk. Yes. That's what I think a guy like Giannis is going to end up being. And, you know, if Dirk had never won a title in Dallas, he would still go down as one of the three or four most beloved Dallas athletes ever. It would be like him, Staubach, Emmett Smith, and Nolan Ryan. I mean, that's a hell of a group to be on. Sure. And Giannis has a chance to join that Mount Rushmore, as you say, with Favre. Rogers, for sure. Braun, Yount, yep. possibly Yelich if he's if he's good for another five or six years. Yount, Molitor, like that's a big deal. You know, I he, think it he, is. You know, if you as as I heard an NBA writer call him, you carpet bag and go to one of these other ready made title contenders. You're you're not their guy. You're a mercenary. You're never going to be thought of and and held in that that passion that fans have, like the guy that you join. And I guess from looking at it from my perspective, who doesn't watch some of those, but seeing as how those guys are not necessarily treated, but more like talked about, they're referred to as great players. They don't really seem to be respected as much as some of the other players that stay with those franchises and try, like you said, to do it on their own terms. Mm-hmm. Like when you get guys that just want to bounce around and do whatever, take the cash grab for a, a bigger and better team or a, an easier opportunity uh, on a, a, for a path to a title, you don't see those guys' names thrown around in terms of respectability that some of the other players get mentioned on the same plane. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. You know, like, like I don't hear people talking about Durant or Westbrook or, or some of these other guys that have that have been at multiple locations, you know, on the same plane as maybe a Kobe. Right, and, and that's where the players get pissed off. And it's like, dude, I we, we all respect the talent. 
for we, sure. Well, nobody's talking about you as a as bad a, player. As a player. No, not we at all. We just don't respect your decisions. Absolutely. You know, and, and LeBron went through that when he went to Miami. Uh, but, you know, I saw Chris Broussard say something to the effect of, Giannis can't just win one title. He's got to win multiple. And if he doesn't, he's never going to be a top 10 player of all time. And I'm like, dude, he's who Who the fuck is talking about him being a top 10 player of all time? That's never going to happen. It's like, do you know who's top 10? <laughs> like, he's not better than Will, Kareem, Magic, Jordan, LeBron, Bird. Kobe, Bird, Moses Malone, Akeem. He ain't that. He's never going to be that. He can be a top 25, 30. I, that's great. You know, you know, you know how rare it right. is to have those guys. That's, it took the Bucks forty years to get that guy again. Pretty pristine company. So, yeah, as a Buck fan, we should all be thrilled. Um, is it good for the NBA? I think so. I think it's always better to have the talent spread out throughout the league. It makes the league more interesting. People would argue that people want to watch. You know, they want to watch the super teams. Well, yeah, the ratings are good for that, but a lot of it's hate watching. It just is, you know. People want to watch LeBron because just as many people want to see him lose as they want to see him win. I get it. He's a draw. But, you know, Giannis is a draw too. And if he continues to improve, which I think he will, um, and the Bucks continue to improve and our perennial title contenders, man, I mean, it's been since the 80s since you can say that, mm-hmm. that they were they were in the mix. And, you know, as a Packer fan, you know, that being in the mix is half the battle. Hell yeah. You want to get there, you want to win, but being up at the top upper echelon of the league, that's a big deal, and, and having that guy makes it a whole lot easier. What happened with the uh, the two preseason games? I, I don't get Fox Sports Scots yeah. anymore, so I'm not going to be able to watch the Bucks unless they're on national television, in which case I'll try and I'll grab a couple, but it's preseason or no, it just seems like the Mavericks always cause them problems. It's a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup for the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks looked very clunky the okay. first two games, which is kind of expected with the amount of new guys they got in the short practice window that they've had. Um, Holiday has not looked great, but I'm not concerned because I know how good of a player he is. Uh, I don't think DiVincenzo's a starting guard in the NBA right now, and he's starting. He's at the two. I'm not sure long-term that works. Um they definitely gave up defense for offense in the offseason. Um, for those trades? Yeah. And, and, I mean, and also letting their bench guys go. And- George Hill, Ursan, Robin Lopez, and Wes Matthews, those guys are really good individual defenders. Um, Bobby Portis, Bryn Forbes, DJ Augustine, they are not. That's They're there to score, not to defend. So... That, that bench unit that was so good for them last year and throw Connaughton in there, he's okay, but he's not a great defender. He's just a good athlete, and he plays hard. That bench unit last year was big for them. That's why their record was so good was because they didn't have a huge drop-off when their starters sat. I don't know how that's going to shake out this year. Um, I think Budenholzer, I think if you, you know, most people don't watch it this closely, but if you watch the rotations, I think they're going to be kind of all over the place early because okay. he's going to be trying to figure out who plays well with who, you know, who should start, who should come off the bench. Um, I, I, I would be surprised if they're the one seed in the East this year, just yeah. because I think that the the regular seasons now you you've had the number one seed and it hasn't mattered, right? 
So there's no point in killing yourself to try to do that. They need to be clicking at the right time of year, which they were not last year. They weren't even before the the cancellation. They went out west and got their ass kicked by the Lakers, their ass kicked by the Nuggets. They were playing like shit. And then in the bubble, they were a mess. So um, you're going to have to be patient with this team. I think it's going to take a little time. Okay. They got New Orleans to wrap up the preseason slate on Friday. Then their first game is next Wednesday in Boston, and then they come back to play the Warriors on Christmas. So that's the first couple of tough games next week. Yeah, it is. It, it, they, you know, you jump right into it, and um, you know, no excuses. And the the best part about the Giannis signing is, I think, for everybody else on that team, I think that cloud hanging over them. I I think you could almost kind of see it in these preseason games. Like, I think everybody's going to play a lot more free and easy now that he's signed. Sure. Um, that makes sense. You know, you don't have you don't have he doesn't have to answer those questions. Budenholzer doesn't. Middleton doesn't. Um, now they can those guys can go out and just play. Um, you will have to deal with Holiday here in a couple months because you have a chance to extend him. But again, you got to see how this goes. I mean, he's a good player, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can throw him on this team and he's going to just right. be a Joe, perfect fit. Sure. So no, makes sense. Um, did you hear anything about these? James Harden, Kawhi Leonard stories that have trickled out the last couple of weeks? I have not. All I know is that Harden, we talked about it last week, he showed up late and then he had to quarantine and then he had to test negative for so many in a row and he kept throwing out teams that he wouldn't mind being traded to and then uh, there was a first kind of group of teams and then, then the second group of teams that he mentioned like a couple days later, he mentioned the Bucks mm-hmm. as one of them. Well, it's come out that these two are... Really, really very diva-ish. Um, Shocking. Not not necessarily in terms of trying to dictate where they play, but some stuff has come out about, like, the plane don't leave till Kawhi gets there with the Clippers. Okay. Kawhi decides if he's playing that night. Kawhi decides if he's practicing that day. Oh, God. Um, James Harden, perpetually late for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently to the point where... Russell Westbrook, who's one of his closest friends, was, like, losing his mind because Westbrook's one of those. He's like this OCD dude, like, park in the same spot, get there at the same time, put my left sock on first, put my right sock on first. Like, he's just a meticulous, regimented dude, and James Harden is a crazy person. (laughs) And it just drove Westbrook to the point where he's like, I can't can't do this. I can't play on a team with a dude. I love you, but I can't do this. Um, So these guys are kind of getting exposed a little bit. Especially Harden, I mean, it's kind of it's starting to trickle out that he had a lot of control over who the coach was, what the, what the roster was. Um, he you know he wanted the Westbrook trade last year where they gave up like a hundred draft picks and all their young guys, and a year later he's gone. Right, and, and he now he out. wants to bail. Yes. So yeah, these guys, and and again, it ties in with the Giannis thing. It's like, man, you got it good, man. You got it pretty damn good from the sounds of everything. So why are you, you know, why would you leave? That was always my thing with Giannis. Why would you leave? You're going to take less money, go live in a strange place around a bunch of people you don't know to have a 5% better chance of winning? I was just going to say, and maybe improve your odds? Right. So. Depending? Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I Again, I don't know why you would uproot just for... Considering the, especially when, I mean, you have talked about his foreign influence. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I, like I mentioned it this morning, like a lot of these domestic guys now that are raised with basketball being divas and gods and what they get there and you've got a completely opposite end of the spectrum dude who values different things. Yeah. Those are the kinds of guys that I want on my team. He didn't I don't pl- want to fuck with these idiots. He didn't play on an AAU all-star team that traveled around and beat the shit out of all the white suburban teams. Right. And thought and then thought they were the God's gift to basketball. Exactly. He didn't do that. But you're but you're seeing some of these guys now and they're that's coming out in their personalities when they get to the highest level and now it's like, oh it was always there. You're really like that. These teams just hit it and now when they don't have to hide it anymore, it all comes out. So All right. That is our uh, that's our Bucks discussion. We well, will uh, oh go go ahead. Lee, uh, Lazary and Edens bought the Bucks yeah. six years ago. I think it was for like about five fifty. Okay, I I heard today that with Giannis signing, it pushes their value of the franchise closer to two billion. I was just going to guess two billion. Yeah. with the new arena and everything associated with it. And what's I mean. Top team has got to be the Lakers. Top team's the Lakers, I'm sure, because, you know, they got their own network and all that. But, um, I mean, to triple your worth in six years. That's a nice return on your investment. Right? Wow. All right, so Buck season starts next week. Um, College football is going to be played this week. Again, kind of. Um, Two rivalry games of the Big Ten, again, aren't going to take place. Um, Well, it's not a rivalry game between Michigan and – who are they playing? They just called the game. Michigan and Iowa, it's not really a rivalry. Wolverines can't seem to kick the COVID issue. They're not going to play. Um, Indiana-Purdue is a rivalry, and they're not going to play. So this this whole add-on week nine is going to be a little less of a sparkle because you don't have an east-west crossover on a couple of the games. There's a couple of games that aren't even being played, and now Wisconsin's playing somebody in its own division because they want and I, I think they made the right call and you had mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when the game got postponed and then Alvarez came out the next day and he actually said we're going to see about the possibility of making this up and so did the Minnesota athletic director and and the Big Ten did the holy shit the right thing and let this game happen in the battle for the axe yeah now Minnesota barely was able to field the team last week because of all guys with contact tracing and and COVID issues and stuff like that I don't know what it's going to look like for this week. Um, I would lie my ass off to try and play if I was in that contract. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, do I got it or do I not got it? Right. Don't give me this. Well, you were around a guy who might have had it. It's right. my, like, no, 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 no. I'm good. This is our last. This is probably our last game. I'm good. Yes. Yeah. What do you think about um, guys that are coming back on free, just not having? A uh, year of eligibility count against him. Eh, I'm not crazy about it. I mean, I guess that. if I was in the situation, I would want that. If I were some but, of the, especially, especially if I'm not a guy that's going to be a pro, or given the way that the season's gone, like right. I, I want another crack at this. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just will be interested to see how it works when these guys bring in 30 freshmen next year. Right. Right, it's supposed to be one of their best recruiting classes, and hey, some of you were maybe going to play, and now all of you aren't. Right. Because we got more guys. That, and and the list, I think, is only 19. There's a couple of guys that, that are going to go. Um, Do we and, know and about leave. Cohen? I don't know. Like, I mean, what if he decides to come back next year? Have fun sitting. I, it, I don't know. Is he sitting? Do you do you bench Mertz after you have turned the team effectively over to do him? Do you open up the quarterback competition in the spring? Well, I think you have to. You have to say you do. 
but I think you also have an incumbent at, I don't, at that point. I mean, I think Mertz is going to be good. Yeah. I have I really am not worried about his play recently at all. I think that's I chalk that up to him being a freshman and starting in these Big Ten games with no atmosphere and it's just weird. And two patsy and, teams. And frankly, your play calling is atrocious. Atrocious. Joe Rudolph, I mean, you might as well kiss any idea of being a head coach goodbye. Because you're a disaster. He's been tied to Christ for a long time, um, um, and I don't know. I, mean, I I don't buy the whole, well, all the receivers are hurt, crap. It's like, well, then you're not a elite program. you got to have some depth. Right. Um, but I'm not worried about Mertz. But I don't know that he's done anything to for anybody to say, yeah, he's the guy next year. But it all depends on if Cohen, he may not, like we said a couple weeks ago, that dude may be working on his graduate degree and education, and he's just like, I'm good, I'm going to go start my life. Or maybe he sees it as a Hornybrook situation Could and be. says, all right, I doubt I'm going to get my job back. Maybe I'll go somewhere where I have a chance to compete for the job and for probably sure. start, and I'm going to transfer. And yeah. I bet they allow that oh, yeah. given given the conditions. Like I told, I told Beggs this morning, I said, I would not be shocked if next year Cone's not on the roster. I would not be shocked if he's, one, the quarterback, because Christ is, seems to be a, a you know upperclassman guy, or he's just flat out not on the roster. Those two things would not shock me at all, mm-hmm. given. Um, Minnesota's got the leading rusher. That's kind of an interesting thing, a leading rusher for the conference, going against that Badger run defense, which has proven to be really good. The pass defense, not so much. Um, I don't know what the line is coming in, but I I have to think they end the season on a positive note um, at Camp Randall and they beat Minnesota. Um, I'd be really, really disappointed if they don't. I, I don't even care at this point if they even go to a bowl game. Well, I think every Badger fan should be thankful that it's a short season. Absolutely. Because I think otherwise this team was going to be like 6-6, six and 7-5. Six, and five, Very, very playing on a Playing on a December 27th bowl game right. at 3 in the afternoon yeah. on a Tuesday. Over in like the Motor City Bowl yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and big it's, deal. Yeah. No, unless, unless you're going to be close or on New Year's, it's, it is just eh. You know, that's, that's the standard. That's the diehards care, the the. Families of the kids care, but the rest of us are kind of like whatever. No, that's that, that that's the standard that's now been set at Wisconsin. So um, I'm going to be, uh, you know, and and I as excited I was for Badger season. I don't know. It's really weird, and it's not because they're playing badly. I've just been kind of eh about the whole thing, just because the whole season is so disjointed. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get any traction. Yeah, as college a fan. football's had a rough time of it. They yeah, and you know you're dealing with college kids that are irresponsible. Right, they just are. We were, they are, so I, I I don't know that you can expect much more. College hoops, the Badgers were supposed to play tonight against Northern Iowa. They had to cancel that, so they brought in Loyola. Uh, the team was three and zero. Wisconsin knocks down ten threes and beats them last night. They had another replacement game against Rhode Island after Louisville got canceled last week. Um, they're going to make that up this Saturday, and then uh, the Big Ten season starts next week against Nebraska. Um, do you watch any of those? I mean, the 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 Outpouring of love and admiration for Johnny Davis continues. Yeah, I well, mean, even even from his teammates. I'm not too surprised. He's a good athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of sticks out like a sore thumb on the Badgers. I mean, that team is very athlete deficient, to put it <laughs> to good, put it nicely. That's a good way. Um, I didn't oh, see any of the Loyola game because we were doing a game last night. I'll write that down. Um, 
and I didn't see much of the Rhode Island game. I mean, I, I was talking to Coach Suter last night. He said, what do you think about the Badgers? And I said, the Badgers are the Badgers, man. They're going to, if they play 18 Big Ten games, they're going to win 11 or 12 of them, and they're going to be around 22, 24 wins. They're a bitch to play. Nobody wants to see them in the tournament, and they'll probably win a game or two and get knocked out. I just, I don't see much more for this team. They rode that eight-game win streak at the end of last year into this year, and that's why they were ranked as high as four. For, for sure. Um, I think they're probably the th- third or fourth best team in the Big Ten. But they may play five more games and be done. I don't know. Right. I don't no, know. No, we don't. We may have a tournament. We may not. If Coach K has his way, we'll shut the whole world down. Jesus, I thought that was – I mean, we're not going to play the rest of our non-conference schedule. You're not going to play one more game against Gardner-Webb? Mm-hmm. After you started two and two, you're not really hurting anyone's feelings. No, and, and it's just you know, it's one of those things. I I get he's the quote unquote he's like a, the voice of college basketball, but like don't talk about other teams and what they should do. Worry about your guys for sure. You, you need to worry about your guys. You're you've lost two games to right. teams at home that you probably shouldn't lose to. Um, Jalen Johnson from. Sun Prairie, he's out indefinitely now. Ankle injury. Something with his foot. Yeah. Um, So he's had some – he's had a lot of injury up and downs in his young career. I don't know that this is anything to worry about. He had that good first game, and he got a lot of the spotlight put on him, and then it just kind of – He started playing better teams. Well, right. You know, you play Coppin State, it's a little different than playing Michigan State. Right. So. Um, You got to be happy with Marquette. Two top – I mean – Say what you will about the rankings, but if the rankings are there, then two wins against two top ten teams is a big deal, mm-hmm. especially one on the road. Yeah, I mean, five and two, they won their first Big East game the other night against Creighton. Um, who's good? I mean, I watched Creighton play at Kansas last week, and it was a great game. Kansas ended up winning by one or two. And uh, Creighton was had the best record. They tied for first place in the Big East last year and brought almost their whole team back. So they're good. That was a big win. Unfortunately, they went out to UCLA and got beat, Marquette did, the other day. Um, Their two losses are to Oklahoma State and UCLA, and in those two games, they've committed 42 turnovers. I mean, that kind of tells the tale. When they take care of the ball, they're so much better offensively with Marcus Howard gone now. I mean, it's so much more democratic. So many more guys (laughs) are touching the ball, getting shots. I mean, they got guys coming off the bench that are playing with confidence. Um, they're newcomers, the two freshmen, Dawson and Lewis, mm-hmm. and then DJ Carton, the transfer from Ohio State, are, are really starting to play well. Um, and then they got a couple seniors. They got Theo John, who's played and started a ton of games, big tough guy in the middle. They got Jamal Kane, who's played in a lot of games. So uh, it's a nice mix. This is a, this is a fun Marquette team to watch. You know, when Howard went nuts, like when he'd have like 50 against Providence, like that's awesome. The rest of the games, it was pretty ugly. and I Because if he wasn't scoring, the other guys couldn't pick up the slack. Well, and I think that's a big reason why Sam Hauser's in Virginia and Joey Hauser's in Michigan. Um, I just I don't think they wanted to go to college to be screen setters for some dude to just run around and chuck. And I think Wojo made a mistake by allowing that to happen. But um, this, is a, this is more of a, a Marquette team that I'm used to seeing. I mean, two top ten wins this early. You know, if you have a nice big East season, you're a tournament team, and I didn't think they'd be a tournament no. team this year. So that's certainly that's looks a like it early. Surprise. Yeah. 
All right, so the Seton Hall, that's at home on Thursday mm-hmm. and then uh, at Xavier on Sunday. Seton Hall always seems to be They're tough, man. Right there. It's that tough East Coast, you know, New York, New Jersey kids. Mm-hmm. They they've both of these I mean Xavier's tough as shit. They've all they're just, they always are tough. So um these big East games are dogfights and UConn's back in the league now. It's it's, it's a good league, man. All it's right. not as it's not as deep as the Big Ten because they don't have as many teams. Yeah, but uh, it's there, there. There's no there's no Nebraska Rutgers in this league. <laughs> right? Hey, Rutgers is ranked and actually playing pretty decently yeah, right yeah, now. They are surprisingly Give them credit. Um, all right, uh, let's end uh, by talking about some high school stuff. I just saw on uh, NBC 15, um, Jocko, the sports guy, he posted on Twitter. He's he had posted the story about this, so um, news broke, and, and it happened fairly quickly that uh, my predecessor, uh, Al Fagerly, passed away um, on Monday night at the age, I think it was 67. Um, he had, uh, it's just so surreal being in the studio about a month, month and a half ago. Um, Beggs, my co-host, went out for knee replacement, I took his spot so I didn't have to carry the entire load for a month and a half while he was gone. They asked Al if he'd be interested in coming in and just doing sports. You know, none of the ancillary things having to do with it. Just come in, prep, be on the air, and leave. And he said, yeah, it should be fun. And you could tell by the end of the third week he was getting a little tired waking up at 2, 2.30 sure. in the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, his body just wasn't used to that after five years of retirement. So... Um, he had a bout with COVID. He got over it, wasn't feeling very well, went in for a bunch of tests, and, and they found stage 4 pancreatic cancer, and everything just seemed to really go downhill from there. Um, so a lot of, a lot of memories are going to be talked about over the next week. You know, family is – I talked to his daughter. She messaged me this morning after I passed along, you know, my condolences and, and thoughts and, you know, just some recollections of my time with Al. And she said – it's still surreal for her. Um, she was glad that her and her mom were able to be there um, when when he passed. So there's going to be a lot of a lot of remembrance over the next week. You know, we're going to try and dig up some audio. Um, Jocko just posted a posted his last game when they were there to do a news story. When I think it was the Craig and Parker boys, I think over at Parker. And he left at halftime, and I jumped in with Rao and finished the game, and they, they're panning the table, and I'm sitting right there while he's calling the game. I'm keeping track, and then just ready, just jump in because that's that's how he hung him up. And I mm-hmm. thought that that was kind of a cool thing, but um, I don't know. It's just weird for me. I'm like, I was just doing radio with the guy, mm-hmm. and he was fine. Yeah, he was a little tired, but he was fine. He was enjoying himself. He was like, this is cool, and... Now he's gone. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he called a lot of your games. Um, you had a lot of successful teams. He followed you guys all around. You know, you got a lot of those cassette tapes. It's, you know, now we're dealing in MP3s. Mm-hmm. He was making copies of cassettes mm-hmm. back when we were in school. Um, so, I mean, somebody that, that you have gotten to know, and now I'm doing his job, and you're doing his best buddy's job, John Nevins, who we lost earlier in the year. Yeah. Just kind of weird that us two – have now kind of moved on from those two, and they're not even here anymore. 
Yeah, it's uh, it sucks. You know, condolences to Al's family, of course, and uh, he'll be missed greatly. Um, we hadn't seen him, uh, you know, other than you working with him. We hadn't really seen much of him. You know, he was popping down to do some commercials. Yeah. He was doing he was doing the commercials for us out at the at the car dealership. Um, you know, I was talking to my dad about it. My dad's known Al for forty oh, yeah. years. Yep. Uh, my dad used to be the manager of the mall in the eighties and nineties, so he he was. Um, dealing with WCLO all the time, yep. buying ads and stuff, and um, we got to talking today and just kind of reminiscing. And he's like, "Do you?" He goes, "I think I remember the first time you ever met Al." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I th- I think it was either, I think it was '86. I think it was 1986. My dad had some uh, pro athletes come to the mall to do some autograph signings. Sure. He had Ernie Riles from the Brewers, okay. who was a uh, Young shortstop for them, and he had Don Nelson, who was the oh, head coach nice. of the Bucks. And I have a pennant out in my bar that's autographed from Nelly to me, and it's from that day. And my dad said that when Nelly came, uh, me and my dad and Nelly were in my dad's office, just kind of shooting the shit. And my dad called Al down at the station, and he's like, "Hey, get out here! I got I got Nelly in my office. Get out here and interview him." So Al came out and. Uh, that's when I met Al for the first time. I mean, I was five years old. I don't remember it. Um, but he sat and he interviewed Nellie and he, you know, he left and did his thing. And, um, you know, we were talking beforehand. Um, you know, he was not the greatest technical broadcaster. Right. But when he was on the air and he said your name or your grandparents heard your name, it was a big deal. And part of that was the times that was the media that um, that people were using to get their information. But, you know, I, I remember being a little kid, you know, being eight, nine years old, going to Craig Games with my dad. This is, you know, before they put the freshman extension on, the building ended right. at those doors yes. there, kind of a, on the side of the pool. Absolutely. And we would always get there because you had to to get a decent seat. We would always get there about halftime of the sophomore game. And you would always see Al outside smoking the dirt yep. before he had to go in and get ready to do the game. And, uh, you know, him knowing my dad, then he knew who I was. And, and him saying hello to me, I might as well have been talking to Euchre. You know what I mean? Because, yep. I mean, as a little kid, and, and when you're a little kid, high school might as well be pro. Yes. Because these dudes seem like they're 100 years older than you. Especially when it's a good team. Yeah. So having that dude know my name and talk to me like, holy shit, that was a huge deal, you know? And then, yeah, as I grew up and and I got to know him and he called, you know, 50 of my high school games probably and countless interviews after games and stuff like and before games and feature stuff. And, um, just a good guy, cared a lot about the community, um, did a lot of good things for high school sports was a, was a very good representative for you and I to follow. And sure. You know, I don't know that we have or will ever have that kind of an impact just because of how the world has changed. Well, and not only that, but I think what you kind of hit on just a little bit ago was that that was the medium that was growing in popularity. But, I mean, you got to understand where Janesville sports coverage was concerned before was just the Gazette. And then Al came on and put high school sports on the air basically all the time and brought girls basketball mm-hmm. to the airwaves for the first time in Janesville. Yeah, he was a big proponent for them. And he was. Th- yes, and and that's how he made his mark. And and 
I remember telling Beggs this because I, I really wanted to do and add a spring season. And Al would usually take the spring off. Unless Craig or Parker was really good Went baseball. Went to state or something, Or, yeah. or they, the interest city, he'd go do the baseball games. I wanted to add a baseball season and do about a dozen games down there. And I put a couple of softball games because Craig had a really good team and Parker was doing well. And I'm like, I'm going to go do a couple of softball games and put those on the air. Al sent me an email the next day and he said, you have already made your mark on that station by putting softball on the air. That is not something that... I was able to do or would have done, and I'm proud of you for taking that next step. It hasn't translated very consistently, um, just the way that the games line up with what we do in the afternoon, but I was able to do a couple of them, and I was kind of excited about that, and baseball has become a spring fixture now Mm -hmm. because James, I mean, Parker has, has been to state. They've been to the sectional finals. Craig's been to state. I've been able to go up, you know, to Appleton a couple of years, so to kind of take the next step, but... You know, he, he was kind of the catalyst for radio mm-hmm. sports. Yeah. We're not going to be able to have that opportunity. Well, and he was very... You know what I mean? Yeah, and he was he was very fortunate to be here when he was here because he was here during the glory days of Janesville, uh, at least Janesville basketball, um, which, you know, is the predominant sport that's on the radio just because of the amount, the of, of, amount right. of games. But, you know, the, the Suter era... Even you know, even the Dufresne era. I think Al started like early '80s, like '83 or '84. So he got to see the end of the Dufresne era, into the Suter era, all the way through that run through about 2003. He had a nice 20-year run with the Craig boys. He had a 15-plus year run with the Parker girls. Yeah. You're talking nationally ranked state champions. Yep. So um, Craig won a couple of baseball titles in that time as well. Parker football went from a a doormat that was in the USA Today for futility to becoming a big eight power. And string of making the playoffs for like over a decade. And having some really, really good players. So we haven't had that opportunity yet, to put it nicely. (laughs) That's right. Um, Hopefully things change. Yeah. Unfortunately, you didn't have any boys, and nobody wants to (laughs) procreate with yours truly. So (laughs) we're on the sidelines just hoping and praying for now. And That's it. Yeah, that's it. So. And, and and it was it was funny. It was included in the news story this morning when when Stricker said that he knew that he was getting towards retirement when he could remember calling kids games that were now older, and he was calling their kids, their games. kids games. Sure. And like now, I'm to the point where you and I have friends that have some athletes. Oh, we in, got we got one on the girls, Craig girls school. team. You know, that right? I, that are that's a younger than us. Yes. So, so, I mean, we're we're already taking that first step. And in 20 years, is it going to be like that if we're still doing it? I mean, I, I think we'd be lucky to. Hopefully, we're going to call more wins than losses. But Better get going. Right now. Because we're in the hole, buddy. We are in the hole. <laughs> so, it's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be charged with writing a commentary for tomorrow. And I'm going to be trying to to think about, you know, some of the stuff and going and, you know, sitting through technical problems with him and, you know, silent car rides because I'm sure the dude, and I I get it now. I understand why a guy like that who talks for a living and takes in a ton of audio for seven hours a day wants a little peace and quiet in the car. Yeah. 
you know, you and I don't listen to the radio on our road trips. Mm -mm. We talk Mm -hmm. because we talk sports and we talk life Mm -hmm. and, you know, some other stuff. But when there's moments and lapses in the conversation, it's just silence. It's fine. Right. (laughs) And as... As a guy who was 19 and 20 who got the opportunity early. Well, that's early, uncomfortable, though. That's, that's what I yeah, mean. Yeah, that's. Because I'm that's running like, up okay, there. okay, does this guy even like me? Yes. Yeah. And you, you know I don't like you. <laughs> I'm just along for the ride here. <laughs> I'm in it for the money. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. And like, But if you know Al and you're my agent and that, like, you have that question. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. but but as, as it got going, I mean, he was a great. He was a looking back. He was a great mentor. He told me what was important. He told me what to focus on. And his main message throughout the later years, and especially when I took over and when he was interviewed about his retirement, the message that was always pounded home was it's always been about the kids, and it really has. Mm-hmm. He tried to get as many names out in his broadcast as he possibly could because you knew somebody was listening. Yeah, that, and that, that was a big deal to that person. Yep. If you got your name said twice in a game, chances are your parent called him and wanted a tape of that entire game mm-hmm. just for two mentions. That was a big deal. Yeah, I don't know that it's like you and I were talking before that. Is it as a big deal to the kids nowadays as it was back they then? Probably don't go back and nobody goes back and listens to that stuff because and getting praise from you and I. They get praised by everybody in their whole life. Right. They can just go online and post their stats or their highlight video and have uh, 50 people tell them how great they are. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, totally get it. It's just different. It's just different. It's just different. So um, we're going to keep doing doing our games, and we're going to try to do, obviously, as, uh, as, as, as committed a, a job as uh, Alan John well, did. I know for a fact, because he told my dad a couple of times that he really got a kick and enjoyed the fact that you and I were doing those games. Um, he you, told me early on when I asked you, he he had he came up to me. I don't know where we saw each other, but he goes, "That was a really good choice for a partner." He was very very proud of the fact that I chose you and how natural you seem to be at doing this. Well, so. yeah, and I'm not saying he sat home and listened to us, but I, I, I know that he, he got a kick out of the fact that, you know, he knew me for a long time. He called my games, yep. and he worked with you, and so uh, yeah, hopefully we'll do him justice. Yep, and uh, in, in, we don't have to touch on the YouTube stuff because it, it kind of gets away from the, from the point, but uh, it's nice also in, in today's world of no fans being able to attend that a lot of high schools now are – instituting a YouTube, their own private YouTube channel in gymnasiums. Um, that might be com- competition for us down the line. We'll see whether that takes or not. Yeah. Um, but right now, I mean, we're just going to be focused on the next game, and that's coming up on Friday. So, um, Well, my YouTube channel. Oh, yes. Please. Um, I'm going to put up. How many do you got so far? We've got two games up. Okay. Well, we've got the, the 87 season review yep. and then one game up right now. So. We're not going to have a show next week. You're no. going out of town yep, for no. Christmas. It's Christmas week. Yeah. We're going to take the the week off. Um, so I'm going to throw up a couple more games. I had a couple people tell me I need to throw up more games. They've already digested I, and watched more. I've got a lot of a ton of views. Um, the average length of watch is oh, like oh, seven minutes. You can watch that. It, okay. it, the analytics show they're like six seven minutes. People are watching on a thirty minute video. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um maybe these are a little too old. These are these are from the early 90s. I'm going to I'm going to try to bang out um the 90 91 92 stuff here before Christmas. Okay. 
you know, I'm going to release a couple more each week than, than just doing one on, on this night and then one on Friday. So, um, hopefully shortly after the first of the, or after Christmas, getting towards the first of the year, I'll get a few more modern games of, of, you know, I guess more modern, a couple of years more modern, closer to the millennium. Yeah. You know, what, uh, name the channel again. Uh, it's, uh, Janesville Craig Hoops Classics. Okay. And, uh, I think, uh, the next ones coming up are the 1990 sectional. There's a couple of those games. I think it's Craig Monroe and then Craig McWanago. Okay. And then, uh, I got a couple more I'll throw up. So keep your eyes peeled. I, we, right. I've, I've got, you know, a handful of subscribers already, which is really cool. Um, I'm glad people uh, enjoy it. They seem to enjoy it. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. That's cool. Stay tuned. That, that's very cool. All right. So that's uh, that's Dan's YouTube channel. And, uh, again, look for more material. As he said, we will be off uh, next week. I'm heading out of town uh, for the in-laws for, for Christmas break. And we're going to try not to infect anybody and uh, have, have a good time at Christmas. And we will be back in a couple of weeks. So that will do it for this edition of The Intentional Foul. Uh, we appreciate you listening, subscribing, and uh, downloading, all that fun stuff. And as always, please tell your friends. So have a Merry Christmas. We will be back with Episode 102 right before the new year in a couple of weeks. Until then, I am Josh. I'm Dan. We will talk to you next time. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Merry Christmas.